Welcome to episode 260 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was engineered on Monday, 16th of November, 2020. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the spokesmen. Hi there, I'm Carlton Reed, and on today's show, I'm letting you see behind the curtain. I've got three interviews that weren't done for this podcast. They were done for The Guardian. I have a story, well, well, actually three stories, in today's newspaper, all about low-traffic neighbourhoods, or LTNs. Now, I talked with retailers and cycle campaigners to get their on-the-ground points of view. And with their permission, I'm including here some of those conversations. I recorded them to do transcripts, so uh, recording them to to just basically take notes, uh, not to put on a podcast. So the audio is a little less polished than than usual. I was recording from an iPhone, basically. Uh, We'll hear from newbie cyclist Sarah Berry, bottle shop owner, uh, Liam Plowman, uh, cargo bike florist Victoria Clayson, and cycle campaigner Giles Gibson. So that's four, isn't it? So that's four people. I said three before. Okay, so it's four people who are recorded, and I, and I got their uh, their permission to to, to put their uh, their audio that they didn't know they're being recorded for this podcast. But they gave me permission afterwards to, to 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 let you hear it. I have edited it in 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 parts, of course. Uh, for instance, we didn't talk about Chateau Musard. Well, I didn't. I'm not putting the Chateau Musard uh, bit on Liam Plowman's bit because you don't need to know about uh, Lebanese wines, do you? Okay, Chateau Musard is fantastic. Liam doesn't stock it, but he does have a, a different Lebanese wine. Okay, uh, so uh, first up, here's Sarah Berry. And if you've seen the amended rosed. Uh, closed sign that features pictograms of other road users, such as a cyclist, a pedestrian, a wheelchair user. Are, are there more? Is there a skateboarder on this? I think there's a skateboarder on as well. Uh, with the text saying road open to uh, those folks, but not motorists. Well, that's that's Sarah's uh, work and, and they are appearing all over uh, the UK at the moment. And they are great signs because roads aren't closed to everybody they're closed to to motorists and that's a very very uh, good point to get across and in pictogram version uh, or, or pictogram way of doing it sarah did that brilliantly so here she is interesting but tell me where bear in mind i do not live in london so i, I will not know, know any of these places but where do you live in comparison to railton road so I've actually moved since the LTN came in. Um, so where I used to live, I was on a, a street that sort of came off Railton Road. Um, they operate as, it's sort of like a ladder. Um, so I was in one of the ladder streets off of that. Um, I've now moved into a main road that borders the Tulse Hill LTN. Um, so just on the other side of the park to where Railton LTN is now. Mm-hmm. 
And when you were living there, how did it transform uh, your life? Pretty remarkably, to be honest. Um, so I'd I'd heard about low traffic neighbourhoods as a as a thing before before it had come in, um, and it kind of felt like you know the ideal the ideal thing that you would want as someone who wasn't a car user um, in in the area. Um, I was a pedestrian, predominantly using um, buses and 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 trains before before sort of lockdown hit. Um, but the day we got the letter about the LTN in Railton, I went out and bought a bike. Um, I I only learnt to sort of ride a bike doing the um, cycle confident TFL course a year earlier, mm. um, but sort of hadn't had hadn't worked up the confidence to test it out in in London streets because it was just you know too busy and and sort of too scary and it didn't feel like there was anywhere even local that I could cycle to that didn't feel overwhelming Mm. um but when the LTN came in when we told that that was happening I was sort of like right I'm out of excuses so went and bought a bike um and you know that fundamentally I think during lockdown has been a a real transformation because you know I I still haven't gotten on a bus or a train or the tube or anything since since March um and I think if I had been confined to only the areas I could walk to um over the past six months I'd be feeling a lot more sort of isolated and depleted than I am now I've been able to you know go and visit my new nephew who's been born in Kingston because I could cycle out there I've been able to go and visit friends who live all over London by meeting them in Central. Um, I've been able to, to sort of head into my office on, on some days when I needed to do some work from there. Um, and that's sort of, you know, functionally and practically been really transformative. But also in terms of like my own self-confidence of, of seeing myself now, I never thought I would be the kind of person who would ride a bike. It just, you know, I'm, I've got terrible balance, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, you know, just not I'm not I'm not super sporty I'm none of those things and I always thought it would be beyond me and to to be given the conditions that enabled me to build up my confidence that the LTM brought in um has sort of made me feel like even though it's a it's sort of a really nothing to say but it sort of made me feel like I could do anything mm. um because it felt it was definitely in one of those categories of like something that other people do that I won't ever be able to achieve um and now that it's moved out of that category when I've got the right support and the right infrastructure around me, it sort of it sort of reveals, you know, how how much your space and, and context has to do with with that, rather than, you know, who you are as a person and what you can actually achieve. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, I've just met so many local people. Um, I just know so many more neighbours, so many more people in the neighbourhood in general, from you know, advocating for LTNs and and you know being supportive of them but also you know i've been looking out for opportunities where we can celebrate the community and and promote the neighborhood and and sort of get together and that means that you know you get in touch with people who are organizing little festivals or who are doing you know podcasts on design or different things on history and it just you know now when i walk around the area it always sort of i have to allow double the journey time because Mm -hmm. i end up stopping and running into people and having a conversation and it's just it's just a kind of life that I didn't think was possible in London um, that has come about as as a result of those changes. And I'm pretty sure I've seen a photograph of your bicycle. We're now going to get very nerdy here and go into what bicycle do you ride. But I'm pretty sure I've seen what, a photograph of you riding your bicycle. But I, I, refresh my memory. What kind of bike have you got? Yes, I have got a um, 
a Chesterton from, it's called a company called The Light Blue. Um, and it's a, not a Chesterton, sorry, I'm forgetting the brand name. I'll send it to you. But it's a um, sort of like a baby pink, um, baby pink upright Dutch style bicycle from a company that um, started in Cambridge. Um, and they um, were used, used to build like racing bicycles in Cambridge mm. back in the day and then and then stopped for a period and have started up again. So it's they're eight, one of the oldest yeah, um, cycle manufacturers. Sorry, say that again. 1890s. Yeah, it's it, Lloyd. I know the guy who owns it. It's his great, oh, great, amazing. great, great grandfather or something who set it up in, in yeah, very, very Victorian for sure. Light, light blue. So, yes, yeah, proper, it's, a, it's a nice brand. Proper old, proper old bikes. It um, is. So where did you get that I from? I actually knew when I, buy, when I bought it. All um, right. I, I picked this one out specifically because a friend of mine worked in a bike shop and I'd, you know, been talking to him about... Um, about the fact that, you know, I was such a nervous cyclist and I'd fall off all the time and all mm. of that sort of stuff. And I wanted something that was like, that felt sturdy and stable. Um, and when that came in, he sort of said, you know, um, well, I, I sort of messaged saying, well, I want to get this bike. I want to get it as close to today as I can. Mm. And he said, well, we just had this come in yesterday. I'll set it up for you and come in and test it out. Um, and it immediately, immediately felt, wonderful i'd only i'd only ever ridden um like the boris bikes in mm. london before mm. um so this felt a lot more comfortable um and a lot more me it was it was amazing the like difference that having my own bike made to that level of confidence mm. now i can go to your profile and 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 work out what i should say who you are but what would you mm-hmm. like me to say who you are in in job terms and and in say even in, in campaign terms how, how should i describe you uh, so car dependency campaigner would probably be the best the best way to go about it. Um, I'm the co-chair of Lambeth, Lambeth Living Streets as well. Um, but if you could mention that as a volunteer role, that would be great because mm-hmm. Living Streets keep getting hassled asking if I'm on the payroll and it doesn't matter how many times that we confirm that I'm not, they keep getting asked. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Sarah Berry there. And if you've read the Guardian piece, you'll realise that Sarah only got like a sentence or two in uh, in that piece. Yet she spoke there for like, what, seven minutes? Uh, and that's what happens, of course, with uh, with newspaper pieces or magazines or any, any form of journalism, really. I only had 400 words to get across quite a few points of view in the Guardian. So I'm afraid not all of an interview will ever make it into the the final piece. And poor Giles got even less space in The Guardian uh, than Sarah. But uh, by by putting this uh, interview out uh, on this podcast, I can actually put more of, of Giles and more of Sarah and more of Liam and, 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 and more of all the interviews. So here we go with, with Giles. And Giles is a business consultant and a cycle campaigner. Hi, Giles. It's Carlton here. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Are you free to talk now? Yep, yep, no problem. Sorry uh, to... Um, um, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Sorry, happy. How can I help? Well, first off, um, this is going to be in The Guardian. Uh, did you want your name to be on this or not? Um, probably best to keep it anonymous, just to say, keep it a local residence. There's been a few problems with those who aren't so keen on... Mm. Uh, LTNs um, uh, 
having a bit of a go at those who are. I mean, they, the locals know who's been doing the surveys anyway, mm. um, and they know where I live because I'm pretty prominent in the area anyway. Mm. No, no, I, I kind of, I kind of assumed that might be the case, um, but I just wanted to check that. So I, I can say you are a campaigner for the rails and the LTN. Camp- well, how should I describe you? Um, I would just say uh, a local resident who's been in the area for 25 years. Um, I don't mind the name being used, actually, because thinking about it, all we've done is stand there and count traffic. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's that simple. Um, there were three of us last time, and our methodology is to have one person on Railton Road, so that's kind of technically within the LTN, and at the same time uh, have people in Dulwich Road who are counting the traffic there and analysing it in the same way. So we both do it at the same time, same day, you know, ready, steady, go, and count the traffic and analyse it. Um, Lambeth have... uh, put tapes down in the road anyway so they'll be getting the numbers through quite soon um and they've certainly been measuring the traffic in railton road and uh, dulwich road which is technically just outside the ltn and is one of the roads that people say is going to get worse traffic as a result mm. so why why did they do Railton Road? Why? Why is Railton Road a key corridor to do a treatment like this? Well, over the last twenty odd years, I've been involved with the local community, and every single public meeting, virtually bar none, when we get onto what's the vision for the area and what's the big issues, the number one is traffic. Number two is normally traffic, and number <laughs> three is traffic. It's mm. been that monotonous. Uh, over the years, um, and Railton Road was identified as being increasing in traffic quite a bit over the last seven or eight years, and the local streets have been getting fed, more and more fed up with the um, rat run activities, um, and we wanted to get better cycle routes from Brixton through to Herne Hill and beyond as part of the network of cycle routes. So Lambeth were looking at um, a cycle, dedicated, protected cycle lane all the way down Railton Road anyway. We're consulting on the whole thing um, because it was a key link. Um, The number of cyclists who were starting to use Railton Road was starting to increase prior to the LTN anyway. Mm. Uh, there was a byproduct because I managed to get the um, Station Square development done uh, about 10 years ago now where we diverted the road outside uh, Herne Hill Station and created the semi-pedestrianised area. Um, that has provided a safe way for the cyclists to get across the Herne Hill Junction because there is a phase of light dedicated, ironically, to HGVs over 10 tonnes to get out of Station Square. That's why TfL insisted on putting a traffic light phase in. Mm. Um, very rarely any lorries use it. 
So the cyclists have started realising they get their own dedicated uh, cross. So as a result of that, they've been using Railton Road as a route from Brixton uh, to then get south to Dulwich and Crystal Palace and everywhere else. And so it was obvious that Railton Road was a contender for something quite dramatic, mm. um, along with Shakespeare Road, which was suffering from high uh, rat running activity so that's some of the background can i can i just i've got it up on maps here now so it's where the 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 ltn or the closures have been put in to motorists are at the station at hern hill uh, station just, just near it's actually um near hern place and hearst street google has it marked about right okay and then it goes as far north as Cold Harbour Lane. Well, there's a filter um, just in Shakespeare Road uh, where it leaves um, Mail Road, it crosses Mail Road mm. and goes underneath the railway. So there's a filter there. And they had to put the filter there because of the waste transfer station that is just on the other side, on the north side of the railway. Um, they have very big lorries, 40 tonners, taking the waste from the skip lorries down to their depot in Greenwich. Mm. And it, they, the big lorries can't get under the bridge. So they had to allow them to continue to go north up Shakespeare Road through Loughborough Junction and eventually down to Greenwich. So that's why the filter was put on the south side. So there's been a lot of objections from people in Shakespeare Road thinking that they've been cut off from the world. So just to confirm, if, if I, mean, I, I can't see on so the maps here exactly where... The nuance is uh, it's, it's, uh, complicated, but yeah. Is there anybody, and I've always had this uh, come back to me as a no, but is there anybody who has a car in any of these streets can no longer use their car or it's all down to it takes a wee bit longer? Correct. Mm. The access to every single front door has remained as is. Mm -hmm. In whatever vehicle you want to come in, be it a 40 ton truck or a bicycle or your car or what have you, there's been no change. Mm. That you, you know, there's no, they haven't touched the parking. Um, they haven't touched uh, the roads in any way at all. So it's literally just filters on certain roads. Yeah. It just makes maybe, a, I mean, the, the typical thing is, you know, that your my five-minute journey is taking 20 minutes now. Well, of course, you think, well, why are you doing a five-minute journey? Um, but it, that's what it's doing. It's, it's basically people yeah. are taking longer to do car journeys if they want to do car journeys. Some car journeys, depending in the direction you want to go in, and it's only some, it's not all, mm. but some, um, will take longer mm -hmm. right so now going to your or the traffic um survey so this this i mean it, it says on there when but you tell me again when, when was it when did you start and when did you end the survey right we we just want people were starting to think you know what there's a lot more bikes cyclists around i wonder if it's true mm. so we uh said okay well let's measure is just do a traffic survey so we start at eight, roughly eight fifteen in the morning 
um, on a weekday. And we count, initially we just counted until there were 400 vehicles of some sort that had passed, but the last count we actually did nearly an hour. Uh, and we analyze the uh, whether it's a car, how many people are in it, whether it's single occupancy or more, if we can see, uh, whether it's a lorry, um, whether it's uh, just, I'll just give you categories. So we do, yeah, uh, lorries, cars, number of occupants in the cars, whether it's a delivery vehicle, because people were saying, oh, we can't get deliveries anymore. You know, Tesco will stop delivering. Well, no, we were monitoring that. Mm. Whether it's an e-scooter of some description. And then on the cyclists, whether it was a male cyclist, what we call male lycra. In other words, they were probably a commuter or... They had to change their outfit when they got to the destination, probably. Mm. Mm. So we, we're trying to differentiate between casual, I'm just popping around the corner, I can just go in anything I'm wearing, to the, the kind of, I don't know, hardcore, call it what you like, uh, lycra. And whether there were female and female lycra, and then whether there were any kind of kids attached in some way or a cargo trailer or sitting on the panniers or something like that. And we just stood there counting. That was it, every single one. So we felt 400 was a reasonable number to extrapolate from. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we measured the number of minutes it took to get to 400 um, and then converted that to an hour. So everything was at the same base rate, if you see what I mean. 400 so what, sorry? That we, we counted until we'd got to 400 vehicles. Right, right. And we timed how long it took to get to 400. So it might be 46 minutes or something like that. Mm. And then so that we had the same um, comparisons for each month, we then um, divided by the number of minutes and multiplied by 60. Mm-hmm. That way, it's the same measuring unit, so to speak. And, and you, you haven't got a before. So you've got 75% of all, all traffic uh, on Railton Roads were cyclists, but you don't know what it was like before? Uh, we, we, we only started in August. But to mm. be honest, you know, the, lot, the LTN kind of started towards the end of July, but they haven't even started issuing fines yet. Mm. You know, so... To begin with, it, everyone was laughing at it, and there was, there was, and still is, um, the usual vandalism on the signs and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so uh, it has to be said that down at the Brixton end, the number of vehicles going through is still quite high. Mm. Mm. And then, what are you doing with apart from this this nice infographic you put on the website on the, the the Twitter feed? What are you doing with this information? Is this feeding into the council? What's what's it been useful? Well, we, we send it to the council as well, um, and it, it's just for our own interest to see. Uh, you know, we're wondering how the behaviour is changing. You know, what trends are coming on here, mm. and we're certainly noticing that there's more females out and about. Casual cyclists prefer. Railton Road to Dulwich Road, and um, the um, you know little things that we're finding out that single occupancy cars going from 
Hernhill to Brixton, a lower percentage than single occupancy cars going from Brixton towards Hernhill. And this might imply, we don't know for sure, that the school run goes in uh, the Brixton to Hernhill direction, which would probably be correct given the type of schools over in the Dulwich Hernhill area. Mm. You know, it's little things like that. The, the council traffic counts will only do numbers. They won't do the type of, and it can't tell whether it's a male or a female cyclist. Mm. And so I'm very interested in if we are starting to get people, you know, first timers out on their bike or the casual ones, you know, just want to do a few miles and feel confident enough with an LTN to make the journey by bike. You know, we know we're always going to get the white male lycra clad loonies out, you know, nothing will stop them. But it's the vulnerable groups or, or the uh, more timid road user, mm. whether that's changing. And we're noticing it is. And is this LTN now, for want of a better expression, set in stone? So it, it's going to last? I, I wouldn't want to be a gambling man on that. Um, it... it the, the other thing that we're noticing, and sadly we haven't counted, is pedestrians. Mm. And Railton Road is being transformed with the number of people walking now. Um, Sunday was a nice, pleasant day in terms of the weather, and I had difficulty having a distant conversation with somebody on the pavement because the sheer number of people who kept on wanting to walk down the pavement and we kept on having to break the conversation, stand aside, let someone else down. It really was quite remarkable, the conduit that is there now between Brixton and Hearn Hill of people going up by foot. Mm. Um, and the atmosphere's changed. You know, this is the front line, for heaven's sake. In 1981, the place was the no-go area for the police. You know, <laughs> it's quite remarkable change. Mm. And the... Uh, and, and the atmosphere, people are just coming out more. This barrier of traffic on roads, you know, when you get high-density traffic, it is a real barrier and segregation for a community. And you just feel the community is like, it's had a mild migraine for X number of years, and suddenly it started to lift. People go, oh, actually, you know, this is rather nice. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's what lockdown did for people. But the LTNs has continued that positive aspect. So just uh, th this was you, this was the, in using emergency powers. Yeah. So that's 18 months that this yeah. potentially could last for. Correct. Are there any um, strident campaigns that you that you think would get the ear of the council to get it taken out before then well there's the legal um issues that are going on whether they're saying that it was illegally um instigated so there is a legal campaign by one lambeth and one wandsworth the committee group of people who are very anti it mm. there's still quite a vociferous uh smallish group who are campaigning against locally there's always a question mark about traders and whether traders benefit or suffer and it's something i had 
when we did the Herne Hill Junction regeneration, we had huge opposition from quite a few traders against getting rid of the traffic in front of the station because the shops there passionately believe that all their business came mm-hmm. from cars, mm-hmm. passing cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be fair, after all the passing cars went, some of the traders did have a wobble for a good few months. You know, they, they, their business did change, or and people changed their shopping habits a bit. But then a different type of shopper added to the ones that were there before. And those shops that... Uh, some of the, quite a few voids and vacancies and rundown ones changed, and it's now the most desirable space in Herne Hill to get. Mm. So there's a wait, there's a waiting list. So we turned it from having empty shops to having a waiting list for people to get in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to be talking to a well, a, a wine retailer, I believe. Um... Uh, yeah. Um, you're talking to Wild and Lees. Yes, that's uh, and they're yes. great. Uh, and uh, um, they, I think they understand where their trade comes from. Mm. And, and, you know, we surveyed traders in Herne Hill, admittedly about 10 years ago, uh, and we commissioned Living Streets to do a street survey. And they interviewed all the traders. And on average, the traders thought, you know, car... Um, their customers around 50 to 60 percent came by car mm. uh, then when you interview people on the street asking them how they got there um it was about 13 percent got there by car so that the perception of traders sometimes doesn't match the reality mm. Mm. and i i think there's something about in Waltham Forest, whether um, those on the cycle lane or there's a dedicated cycle lane where now you have to pay a slight premium to get a shop because it has transformed the area so much and now it's a desirable area. But it takes a, a few years before that change happens. Mm. Mm. So what is the council here? Which, which, what's the... Lambeth. It's uh, Lambeth. Labor. It's, it's, uh, they've only got, um, three green, one Tory, the rest of Labour. Mm. Some of their designs of LTNs are not great, but I'm a great believer in doing it as a trial so that you can tweak and make changes. Mm. It's when they pour concrete and that's it, you're stuck with it for 20 years. That's the problem. Mm. So I think that the light touch trial, it's actually a good uh, urban realm design approach. Mm. Mm. Tactical urbanism. Um, yeah. Giles, thank you very much for that. Uh, can I just go backwards? And because yeah. I'd have to look exactly what exactly what you said to, to nail this on, but may as well just get you to say this now. Did you say you were okay with me to use your name at the end? Yeah, I don't mind. That's yeah, fine. Thanks to the no longer incognito Giles Gibson there. Uh, now, before I play the audio from Liam Plowman and Victoria Clausen, here's my co-host, David, with a commercial interlude. Hey, Carlton, thanks so much. And it's it's always my pleasure to talk about our advertiser. This is a longtime loyal advertiser. You all know who I'm talking about. It's Jensen USA at JensenUSA.com slash The Spokesman. 
I've been telling you for years now, years, that Jensen is the place where you can get a great selection of every kind of product that you need for your cycling lifestyle at amazing prices. And what really sets them apart, because of course there's lots of online retailers out there, but what really sets them apart is their unbelievable support. When you call and you've got a question about something, you'll end up talking to one of their gear advisors. And these are cyclists. I've been there. I've seen it. These are folks who who ride their bikes to and from work. These are folks who ride at lunch, who go out on group rides after work because they just enjoy cycling so much. Uh, and, and so you know that when you call, you'll be talking to somebody who has knowledge of the products that you're calling about. If you're looking for a new bike, whether it's a mountain bike, a road bike, a gravel bike, a fat bike, what are you looking for? Go ahead and check them out. Jensen USA, they are the place where you will find everything you need for your cycling lifestyle. It's jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. We thank them so much for their support and we thank you for supporting Jensen USA. All right, Carlton, let's get back to the show. Thanks, David. And we are back with the 260th episode of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast with me, Colton Reed. And here are two more of my Not For The Podcast interviews done for The Guardian. First up, here's Liam Plowman of Hearn Hills Wild and Lee's Bottle Shop. That's a posh name for an off-licence quite well um anyway that's that's just your trick question for today because if you know your lebanese wines then you're going to be very very specialist so that's what you do you're basically um a boutique wine beer a a, a posh off license yeah yeah exactly that i mean so the the sort of phrase the jour is bottle shop so Mm. which is a bit more kind of it's a bit more inclusive so um i mean we are primarily a wine shop we've got probably about 250 different wines but then we've also got about 100 beers and yeah it's all about you know small batch provenance craft uh you know getting to know the producers that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but but also you know trying not to not to be too highfalutin and to you know supply stuff that normal people can enjoy um so we've got you know we we, we try to stock a lot of wines that are less than 10 quid so they're not um, you know, we're not scary. We try not to be scary. And how long have you been operating there, Liam? Or did in, in general? Um, since November 2016. So pushing four years. Well, actually, yeah, four years. Okay. And I'm looking at the map here now of where you are. So you're the other side of Hearn Hill Station. So you're just outside the Railton Road um, yes. LTN, aren't you? Yeah, um, exactly. But do you, do you deliver? Are you, are you a national yeah. delivery or do you do local deliveries? We do, yeah, we do local delivery. Um, so I, I do, <clears throat> I do pretty much all the deliveries myself, um, and, and and we and, and it's a combination of, of methods of transport. So it depends how much I've got to deliver. So I I try and do it with a bike and trailer where I can. Um, but obviously, wine bottles bottles are heavy, um, and and often you know I'm delivering you know twenty cases at once. So mm. in in that case, we've got a camper van, so I just take take that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there were, there were there were actually a few LTNs on our on our sort of delivery route, as it were. Um, so we've got customers who who live in the Railton Road LTN, um, which includes Mail Road and parts of Shakespeare Road, and then we've got um, we've got customers who live in the Dulwich Village one, um, and customers who live in the in, in the Tulse Hill 
um, LTN as well. Um, so, yeah, while, while I don't live in one or, or you know, the business isn't in one, we do interact with them. Mm-hmm. And, and how have you found it? Does it take longer? Uh, yeah, yeah, so it, it does take longer. I mean, I suppose the first thing to say is I, I'm, I'm really in favour of LTNs. Um, I think it's unfortunate that they've, they've been, uh, or they, you know, they've had to be introduced at a time where people are being actively discouraged from using public transport. So the inevitable consequence is that the, the streets that aren't in the LTN are absolutely rammed all the time. So it's horrible. Conclusion is worse and congestion is a lot worse. But that said, I think the principle is, is great, um, reducing, you know, reducing pollution, making neighbours more like neighbours and less like, um, you know, through roads. And then when you get to your customers and you knock on the door and you, you, yeah. you're there handing them over your, your lovely wine, do they then, yeah. uh, without even prompting, say, oh, bloody LTNs, or are they going, fantastic LTNs? How, how, how do you find it on the doorstep? Uh, there, there's, there's a real mix. Um, so, yeah, there's a real mix. So the, the, well, the person I did this yesterday, I mean, I, I started the conversation about like, the LTN. I, I said, I, you know, I was p- panting and puffing and I said I just had to carry these from Dalek Village because um, I forgot to bring my trolley. And she, she wasn't really complaining, but she was saying she had to completely mentally reconfigure her map of the area um, mm. as a result of the LTN because she couldn't take her usual route to get anywhere by car um so it was a slightly negative comment i suppose but then others actually and a lot of people who live in the Wellston road ltn um have been very positive about it i've had one or two people um who've expressed negative um feelings about it um yeah but i think i think most of the people who come in here because they're customers of the shop are pro um, I hesitate to talk, you know, speak for them, but most people I've had discussions with about it are pro, but are aware that there are, you know, there are teething issues and um, it's early days. And using your knowledge of the area, yeah, are there any streets, houses that are genuinely gridlocked, they cannot get out of their driveway or whatever, uh, or literally is it, Every car, every motorist can get out and go wherever they want in the area, but they can't any longer take the very shortest route. Oh, do you mean people who live within the LCN? Mm. Yeah, I think I think that it's not really a question of gridlock. I mean, the, the streets in the LTNs are, are basically, you know, pretty much empty of traffic. Um, I think, like, so one, a, a, a guy, a bloke who's a regular customer, um, he lives in, in a part of Shakespeare Road that is part of the LTN, and he now can't drive towards Hernhill. He has to go up to Loughborough Junction and take quite a long route um, to get to where he needs to be. So so, I th- so for people like that and for people, the, the woman I saw yesterday in Dulwich Village, um, you, you just have to go a lot further to make the same journey because you're, you're, you, know, you, you, you might live within... 200 feet of where the LTN starts but you might have to drive half a mile in the other direction um, to get around it. But I'm sure you'll have seen on social media and in, no doubt in local newspapers people saying they're trapped in their houses, they, they no longer can get out in their cars. That's not true it's just they've got to drive a bit longer than, than, than they've been used to. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, that you know, that there's um, they, they've all been designed so that you know, obviously residents get in and out, um, but they, they they have to take a different route, and, and it might be that they have to, you know, go a very convoluted route to to get to a place that's down the street from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you know, the counter-argument to that is, why would you drive to a place that's down the street from you? <laughs> um, but I guess some people have to because of disability or mm. other issues. Mm. Mm. So it's complex, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't think there's any case in which um, a resident is literally trapped and can't drive out of their street. I mean, that just obviously wouldn't work. I and mean, e- even in the LCN, like we, we, we can, like the, the Wellington Road LCN, you can drive in and out of Wellington Road from certain side streets. You just can't go through it at either end. Like the, the goal of it is to stop Wellington Road being a, being a um, through run from Herne Hill to Brixton. So you can't enter Welton Road at one end and come out at the other end. But you can drive partway up um, on the parallel roads, drive into Welton Road, deliver some stuff or park outside your house. Um, you know, it's not completely blocked off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I understand. It's just that that isn't always the impression that that detractors give, you know, initially. Uh, yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, that's that. You know, there it, it, people do get very emotional about their cars um, and their um, absolute right to drive wherever they want to, kind of thing. Um. Thanks to Liam Plowman there. And if that made you thirsty, Liam is the co-owner with his wife Claire of, as the Guardian article says, of Wild and Lee's Bottle Shop in Hernhill. Uh, London. And last but not least, here's my iPhone interview with Victoria Clausen of Brixton's Pop Florist. And you may hear me um, doing a few weird things in, in the background because I'm trying to placate uh, our puppy as well. So I might be squeezing a few uh, weird toys and waving treats around uh, just to keep uh, Berry quiet. I think I achieved that goal mostly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'll I'll try and do this without uh, interacting with her too oh, much. Don't worry. So I mean, your your business sounds fascinating. I've I've looked at your website uh, for for your touring and stuff. Uh, so the Urban okay. Arrow, which you toured with, that's also what you deliver with now. The bicycle, the, the electric bike. The the Urban Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I use it every day. I use it to transport my kids to school, and I use it for my business. And how close are you to the various LTNs that are around? Very close, indeed. Um, I am in Brixton, near the Railton Road LTN in Brixton. Okay. And clearly you deliver, because it says on your website, you, you, you for longer distances you'll use Ubers and stuff, but you are sometimes delivering locally. And how has that been with the LTN? Pretty much exclusively from my bike, to be quite honest. Um, I would say like 95% and then the odd percent. Like I, I have done a favor or two on the tube now and then. But I would say it's made a massive difference. It's safer, I would say, as a parent to get my kids to school. And for the first time, my eight-year-old is able to cycle to school because Brixton is so congested mm-hmm. that it did not feel safe before. I know that there, it's a highly politicized issue. I'd like to add that both my husband and I are campaigners for Mums for Lungs, mm-hmm. which has some very good, strong data points, as you might have, might have already 
researched yourself um, on air pollution in London. So we are a family of cyclists. We found that the LTNs have helped us get our kids to school more safely. Um, we noticed a better air quality during lockdown, like everyone did. Mm-hmm. But I'm also mindful that there are arguments to be made that the pollution has simply, you know, been diverted to main roads. Mm. And there is a huge amount of vitriol on the internet over LTNs. And how about your customers? So when you when you turn up on your your electric cargo bike and, 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 and maybe they didn't know that you were coming up on an electric cargo bike, do any of them <laughs> yeah. say to you, oh, you're one of those cyclists, I hate these LTNs, or is it the complete opposite? It's the complete opposite. First of all, if you see a bike like mine filled with flowers, even the most steely, um, cantankerous Grinch <laughs> will smile because it's a business that spreads joy. Um, and mostly, you know, especially through lockdown where people weren't able to get, you know, weren't able to get out and about in the normal way they would, my sales definitely increased and my delivery has been busier than ever because mm-hmm. of the captive audience. But I would say no one has, no one has given me a hard time, you know, and said, oh, you're one of those LTN supporters, um, you know, you're a smug, woke Mm-hmm. millennial sort of person no one said that instead i think they support the business partially and arguably mostly because they see it as slow flowers and a more sustainable way of doing business and the way that we need to start thinking about doing business all of us mm-hmm. and when when some of the aunties talk about ltns that they often say you know I, I'm trapped in my house. I can't go out. And then everybody I've talked to uh, about this, I say, well, are, are anybody, is anybody genuinely trapped? And people say, well, no, you can get everywhere in a car, but it just might take you a bit longer. Is that your... I mean, yeah. Personally, I couldn't agree more. It seems that seems to be the evidence. That seems to completely, yeah, be exactly the right way of looking at it. But then there's a there's a slightly more sinister argument, which is that I've heard people put out, which is that, you know, the ambulance and the Mm. emergency vehicles cannot get to, uh, you know, to people in time. And I've actually heard GPs say that they strongly believe that not to be the case because there is less traffic. And once you get through the barrier, you actually have a quicker reaction time to get to that patient Mm -hmm. along LTNs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what evidence, you know, I'm not ready to stand behind that evidence, but I've heard that, which is interesting. Mm. If you look at that, I don't know. Are most of the the side roads on Railton Road, are they planters? Are they cameras? What are they? What's stopping people getting through? They've put planters down. I mean, definitely people are still, I mean, I don't know how... How much, what percentage of that traffic is actually local and Mm. how much of it is people thinking, oh, what a nice quiet road now, we can use it. And I certainly haven't seen any enforcement whatsoever around LTNs um, and cameras and so on and so forth. Have you? I haven't, no. Have you seen, I mean, other LTNs and other parts of London have had their planters vandalized damaged knocked over has there been any anything like that i haven't seen that however i will point out that there is an ltn 
on our back route to school, which I can give you the name. I can text you the name today. And there's a whole lot of signs uh, of locals saying, stop the LTN, mm. um, sign this petition. And my husband actually put up Mums for Long signs mm. in that area to prov- provide a counterbalance to th- that prevailing view. And also I, in our own school community, a number of parents have gone viral on WhatsApp saying, you know, that the LTNs are a socioeconomic, you know, scheme to keep the poor poor and all of this like BS, which I don't buy any of it. Like you actually need more money to have a car and to pay Mm -hmm. for a car permit than to have a bicycle. Now my bicycle is, you know, a a very expensive bicycle. Mm -hmm. So not everyone can afford that, but almost everyone can afford an analog bike. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate you doing this article. I think it's a really important issue. And if we don't seize this opportunity now, it will be lost. Mm-hmm. We must have good momentum on air pollution in London. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, it, 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 there's no better time than now. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just not going to happen, is it? Thanks to Victoria Clausen there of Brixton's Pop Floris. And thank you, of course, to all four of my unwitting guests on today's show. And I hope you enjoyed that uh, slight reveal behind the curtain and, 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 and see what basically gets left on the cutting room floor, which unfortunately is most of those comments, which is why I've, I've, I thought I'd do a podcast to, to, to get everybody's um, longer point of view in rather than just one sentence that ended up in uh, the newspaper. And uh, eagle-eyed uh, uh, listeners, viewers, will will understand that this has only been the London segment. So I had three segments in today's Guardian. I had a, a, an Edinburgh segment and I had a Newcastle segment, which is my home, my hometown, the hardware shop in my hometown, uh, a, a business that basically doubled in size when uh, when Steve Robson uh, eventually benefited from having a, a low-traffic street. Uh, and then the final um, um, segment uh, was the London Railton Road uh, segment. And I haven't included the, the Scottish segment, I haven't included the Newcastle segment, because I wanted to keep it into a, into a, a one-themed show. So it was a London themed show and if you enjoyed today's uh, show it'd be really helpful for us if you could like subscribe and comment uh, on this spokesman cycling podcast on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you are listening to today's episode show notes transcripts and a link of course to the guardian article can be found at the hyphen spokesman.com Com. This is Carlton Reed uh, signing off and suggesting whether you've got an uh, LTN or not. Get out there and ride.